Welcome to Built for Life, the podcast dedicated to socially conscious property professionals who believe the future can be better than the present and your property decisions make it so. So to all of the innovators, this podcast will give you behind the scenes access to industry leading experts and researchers on how they think, create, analyze and deliver the best buildings in the world extracting their key advice, information, and considerations that you can apply to your personal and professional life. This is Adam Hines with my co-host, Jordan Ralph. Welcome to the Built for Life podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Built for Life podcast. And today we have a fantastic new guest, Nick Hammond, who is the head of Build to Rent Europe at Deverell Smith, which is a global real estate executive search firm. And Nick and his team deliver recruitment and strategic consultancy across investment development and management disciplines of the Build to Rent sector within the UK and all across Europe. And some of Nick's main clients include Legal General, Quintain, Granger, Real Star and Get Living. So the benefit of Nick's experience for all of us today is that he really sees behind the scenes of a lot of different developments uh, that are produced by a lot of different providers. So Nick really has uh, that quite interesting direct access to see what is working and what is not working across the market for the UK and, and Europe. So as a result of that really, really unique viewpoint, that makes him highly qualified to advise all of us today on how to we can build a world-class operational team which has better customer experience outcomes so and one uh, i suppose one last reminder is that although nick specializes in build to rent this sort of strategic approach to customer service can definitely be adopted by any customer facing property role so this podcast episode really is just as relevant for anyone in the student or co-worker co-living housing association property sectors so nick a huge welcome to the show from jordan and i hi guys thank you uh thank you very much for having me on today hi nick hi so let's uh let's just dive straight in mate and nick could you give us a, a bit of an overview as to what customer experience is in property and sort of how a building operational team influences that no sure so my opinion is that there's been a shift in attitude or a, an appreciation of how a built-to-rent operator or scheme should be successful. You know, of course, they're the obvious things to attract tenants. You know, building sites in a vibrant location, have good transport links, have a wide range of amenities, and you know, of course, how the building looks and the apartments feel. While those things are really important, in my opinion, if you truly want to retain tenants and, and attract even more. Uh, there needs to be a, a real focus on necessarily on the customer experience and customer service. So what do I mean by that? You know, it's everything from having a fantastic concierge who, you know, knows you by your name, who will go that extra mile. It's, you know, having a, an on-site property manager who will ensure your maintenance issue is dealt in a, in a quick and timely manner uh, to having, you know, uh, an events team who run uh, weekly and daily events. It could be, you know, yoga, film nights allowing tenants to socialize with their neighbors. You know, it, I'd say, imagine the, the customer service you'd receive in a, in, in a five-star hotel. Uh, you know, if, if you have all of those things, in my opinion, I, I think the customer will stay, they'll renew their contracts at the end of their lease. They don't need to move because they have, they've got a great experience. You know, te- tenants just want somewhere they can, where they can live, they can switch off, 
and they don't have to worry. And, you know, if, if the service is there, they, they will stay. Um, and look, it's becoming more competitive. You know, there's lots more buildings coming up. We, we, we're looking at the pipeline, many buildings in the same areas and tenants are spoiled for choice. Um, and, and customers will, you know, when they're looking at buildings, the, you know, the, the easiest thing to do nowadays is to look at look at reviews. I think home views are doing some great work on this. Um, and those who don't fo focus on service and, you know, deliver a poor service, that they, they will struggle and, and tenants that, you know, therefore won't won't choose to go to those buildings. So you know, all of those things, all of those things I've mentioned in order to provide a, an excellent customer experience, you know, to achieve this, in my opinion, it's always down to the people who work on these sites. So, you know, that's the, the, the front of house team, the people who allow this to happen. So I guess just to kind of coin what I've just said, to put it simply, what affects the price of a built to rent scheme is, is yield. What affects the yield is the occupancy of the building. And finally, what affects occupancy is service. And, you know, that's simply it. No, Nick, it's, it's in, interesting because Adam and I come at it from a very much perspective and delivery perspective. And our involvement on schemes typically ends as, as, as the building is handed over. So to then understand, obviously, just how important that service offering and service role is, is it's an untangible thing for us as as delivery partners. So it's obviously a big part of why we were so interested to speak to you about just how yeah. that makes a, a scheme successful. Yeah. What's in your mind? You said things have changed and it's got more competitive. Has there been a real change in consumer expectation around service? Has it has that led something quite heavily towards this? Or? Yeah, no, 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 exactly. I mean, you know, tra traditionally, um, you know, when we were hiring in, in property, we would look at people with existing property experience but you know that those people didn't necessarily come from a you know a customer service led background the um is it interestingly so there's the i've seen two kind of challenges um you know with the customer service piece at the moment so that the, the british property federation i think they in their, the last report it was like forty-seven thousand built rent units are complete uh, and there's another hundred fourteen thousand either under construction or in planning and that's the current pipeline but you know that's obviously going to keep going up um I, I don't know the exact i don't know the exact figure of or the exact number of how many you know on-site customer focused built to rent employees there are but i think we predicted it's somewhere nationally in the region of you know 500 to 750 staff members so if you look at the pipeline coming um we're going to need an awful lot of staff and you know employees have got a couple of options one they can well they can get you know they can look at the if they can they can look at poaching the existing 750 people but i don't think that's a good idea because basically that just bakes wage inflation it's not the best going after your you know your, your competitors people attrition goes up margins will shrink and you'll have to pay more so it's not a sustainable strategy so the challenge is that we're going to have to to find these people um and and yes and what i'm, I'm going to go to the next part is customer service you know do they have to be they don't necessarily have to be from property. There are other areas we can look at too. Something I'm interested in is what, at what point do your clients come to you and ask you to start thinking about recruitment? Is it at once the job's finished or is it midway through? Is it, I'm just interested by that as a time. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, we, traditionally, you know, a lot of clients will work very reactively with us, but I guess my job is working with clients very early on you know, when they know they want to have a pipeline and we're, we're talking to clients, you know, well over a year in advance, um, because, you know, reality is if you, you know, you've got a site and you need, I don't know, 25 staff members, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a that would, um, you know, it's a lot of work to do and to get, mm. uh, you know, committed and to start on one day. 
um, you know, that, that's a lot of work. So, you know, I think our advice is to, to plan way in advance and we will you know, come up with a strategy uh, to help you do that. I, I think also, especially a kind of a customer service led, you know, led role, you know, it, it, it is an interview really the best way to, to for someone to demonstrate, you know, how good a customer service there is. So what's been quite exciting is we've, um, this isn't a build to rent operator, but um, a loader, which is a, a developer, um, last year we, we 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 helped them. It was something like 30 uh, concierge positions that we were going to hire for them, um, and we led an we well, we ran an assessment day for them. Um, and rather, well, they did get interviewed, but they also we tested their their skills. So in our kitchen, we set up like a fake coffee shop, and we were as consultants, we were pretend workers, and we were you know we we or we would be like a, an angry customer and see how they would react. So and you were really doing. Yeah, sorry, I was just like, in my head, I was just laughing, thinking, I hope you didn't drink 30 cups of coffee. So this is amazing. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting just to seeing how, how people reacted and uh, the clients absolutely loved it. And, and funnily enough, we, we, we advised the clients not to look at any of the CVs before. I wanted to get their feedback on, on you know, what, what, what they liked. And, and then they could look at the CVs after. And, you know, we, we, we were really imaginative. We were we were you know they wanted to look at some concierge but we really advised them to look off sector so you know I, the funny enough one of the best people we found was someone who um serves served a coffee at pret uh, the pret nearby and i think one of our consultants was like i think you'd be really good for this opportunity we've got and that person did one of the best in the interviews and i think you know out of it they got a huge pay rise so that that, that was okay. really exciting so yeah that, that you know that was a, a new and out of the box way of you know, how can we test their customer service experience, putting it, putting it into practice. Um, and, you know, ultimately it's um, that strategy worked really well for Loader. What an awesome, innovative approach to yeah. um, finding really good customer service. If you ever need any uh, like seat fillers for that experiment in future, Jordan loves 30 cups of coffee in a day. <laughs> Brilliant. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. I know you sort of just we, we touched on this briefly about um, not having a sufficient level of, of, I suppose, experienced staff in the BTR world um, as, as an operational team. But are there any other sort of challenges at the moment to, to building an operational team if you had a, a build to rent client at the moment looking to sort of ex, expand with their portfolio and they need a, quite an aggressive pipeline of staff? Like, are there any other sort of challenges other than staff shortages at the moment? Yes, yes and no. So as I said, you know, there, there's only 750 staff in the sector at the moment. So we have, well, we're going to have to go out and find people from other areas. Um, you know, and, and it kind of goes into the next piece that when we look at these kind of front of house positions, that the most important thing is, is people who can deliver customer service. Are they, uh, you know, where, where do these people come from? Who are the people that have, you know, lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm, who'll go that extra mile? You know, it's, it's the people who work in these kind of customer service focused sectors. So we will look at areas like hospitality, retail, airlines, gyms, private members clubs. These people are great they're, and they're, they're hard workers. Uh, they're probably used to working long evenings, long weekends, um, frankly, not paid enough for what they do. Um, so, you know, and, and funnily enough, these are the sectors um, that I've just mentioned uh, have probably been the hardest hit by the pandemic. So. We think these people are great. I think that the challenge we've got is 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 persuading clients that you know we need to look at this offset the strategy. Um, it's also uh, attracting these people. I mean, there, there's a lot of those candidates on the market. 
Um, I guess which the, is which is a really interesting approach because that is obviously a quite a significant challenge for other industries like let's just say the airline industry for example. Yeah. Um, so like like my wife actually works for Virgin. Um, she's in a, a a business partner for Virgin. Um, but I, I can't remember how many staff they've got. It was like ten or thirteen thousand, and they've let I think over a third of them go through um, redundancies now. So it's really interesting that that specific sector's challenge almost becomes quite a, a, a really good opportunity for the build to rent yeah. uh, market, trying to find really experienced customer service staff. No, exactly. And it, I was having a really interesting conversation about this with the clients, and I think they were. They were like, yeah, but what about health and safety? You know, an air, an air hostess, what that? How are they? How are they? How will they know the health and safety? And it, and, it, and I kind of said back to them, you know, <laughs> if you're if you're in a if you're in a kind of a a, a tin, you know, a metal uh, in a, in a plane flying over the ocean. Those people, those, those people know health and safety better than anyone. Um, yeah, that's quite funny. But the yeah, yeah. The, the, the you're trusting your life with them at thirty thousand feet, so I think they'll be okay in a stationary building. Exactly. Yeah. The challenge, and this kind of goes into the next challenge there, and what maybe makes some clients nervous is that these people will need training, um, and you know they, they technically won't be able to hit the ground running from day one. But what we are working with clients is to you know make sure they have a good training and induction program, um, or, or you know, and actually or, or come into the sector with you know sector-led qualifications. So you know the IRPM have a built to rent course. Um, Arla that they have a, a, a lettings course and a lot of businesses are starting to um, bring those qualifications in because I think you know it's great bringing you know these people into the sector but we need to ensure that they they, they have a good experience because I guess the, the the one worrying thing is great we might bring in you know some people from airlines but when you know we're out of this mess will they want to just or they go straight back and, and leave leave their you know new opportunity in property because they can go back so you know we want to attract people but we also want want people to stay and, and, you know and, and and really love it as well and because it's you know it could be a huge career change for them and a huge opportunity too can i uh, maybe you talking in there about the challenges of um training and you, you mentioned earlier about these um assets are yield driven and that's driven by the operational success of a, of a, of a scheme. Yeah. The obviously the, the, the trend of this uh, customers sort of facing approach is, is naturally going to have, from, from my understanding, uh, a increase in, in budget, operational budget, just yeah. more uh, paying more salaries and and you perhaps have can employ more staff. Yeah. Is that being <laughs> offset by sort of higher rents and and actually seeing um, sort of reduction in void and complaints and then a better product i mean it's 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 almost a, a bold move isn't it in that the bar's being raised to improve customer service and that's quite impressive that that's being recognized as such a massive value add the property industry yeah. is well from my experience is just driven by what can you do as cheaply as possible to make the most amount of money so it's yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting isn't it you know it is and it's um you know working with clients over the last couple of years it's uh you know, we're hearing about their new site launching their project and we sit down and they have a budget for absolutely everything, but quite often recruitment wouldn't be part of it. And I, I always, it really puzzled me why you wouldn't prioritise you know, recruitment, the people who are actually going to be working on this site and who will be, you know, meeting with your customers day to day. My opinion, you know, if you get the, the people right, I think that's one of you know, the most important things um, from day one. 
So, Nick, let's just say that I am a built-to-rent provider and I, I come to you because I've got a new development which is up and coming and I want to build the best operational team that I can. So how would you sort of recommend that I approach um, building that team so I'm succeeding from day one? Sure. So I think my, my first advice to any client is to, to plan these things well in advance. You know, there's the, the, it's it's not... The, the best strategy to, to come to us, you know, within a month of launch and say, look, we need 10 to 15 staff. We need them now. You know, you're going to be talking to people who have notice periods. So I think number one, it's um, it, it's planning. I think number two, it's mapping out what that journey looks like and making Can sure. Can I jump in there, mate? So when you say plan in advance, how much in advance do you mean? Are you meaning six months before a building's complete, a year? Or are you meaning at design stage? Like what, how early would you recommend I want to engage you. Uh, well, typically we're talking to clients a year in advance, but I'd say definitely yeah. at that design stage because um, your staffing strategy uh, that might you know, that that might change the way. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of any, a specific example, but the way you design a building might be um, might, might be motivated by the you know, who you're going to bring in and when you're going to bring them in. So I, I think it's having that conversation very early. I think. Moving on from that point, I think what's really important is to ensure that the uh, the, the people interviewing have uh, a, a good and positive process. I think lots of businesses invest most of their time into you know what the customer thinks of the business, and you know they'll have fantastic branding. But I think it's also really important to look at it from an employee perspective, um, and you know it, it, it's having you know it, when I, I spoke about the assessment center earlier, when there's Candidates went through it. They were all, you know, so engaged. And it, it was what Loader did was they, um, they, 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 the candidates they wanted to invite to the assessment day. They wrote them a handwritten invitation to it, which is, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, it's lovely. I mean, you don't hear that too often, uh, but the candidates loved it. Secondly, and this was the funniest thing, and this happens, the the, the scheme that the, the building was working on was delayed, as construction always happens, and, and that will happen, you know, no, no doubt in future. Um, and that meant that there was 10 people starting and they had their uh, start dates delayed by two months. We didn't lose one one person at all. They were they were they were all so engaged by the process um, wow. and so pleased that they were they were happy to wait and and they didn't lose anyone. So I think what what I'm what I'm in in terms of a built to rent company doing that, it's in you know ensuring that anyone who's interviewed has a really positive experience. I think you know if it, if a, if a company is invested into their recruitment strategy. Um, it will, uh, you know, people will be more engaged, and they'll, they'll, they'll be want they'll want to work for you. Really good point. So step one, plan at least a year in advance. Yeah. Uh, and optimal is a design stage, and I com- I completely agree because the operational aspects are are that that's the success of the building because it's going to be operating for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. So and you want to ensure that the people that are operating that building it's going to work for them uh, and for you. So I think that's really, really key is the earlier, the better. And then I think that's quite a nice touch in terms of the interview process to ensure that your, your candidates are all engaged um, because that's a really good point for, in terms of construction, because a lot of times we experience it on, on many projects before that you have a practical completion date. And then for a multitude of reasons that, that, practical completion date can be delayed um, and if you've got staff which are waiting around to, to start their job and that gets pushed back 
one, two, three, six months, then that can you can obviously lose an entire team overnight. Um, so I, I think that's a really, really sensible approach to ensuring your, um, yeah, giving yourself the best chance at having the best possible operational team. Yeah, and and I mentioned I mentioned training and inductions. I mean that that is that is so important. You know that we've already just we've gone through the whole getting candidates through through. They've all been into. We've got them started. You know that that's job number one. But secondly, it's it's ensuring that you know when, when they start on day one, what they're you know what they're expected is going to happen, um, and they have a positive experience because especially if you're bringing people from off sector into something completely new you know if they have a if they don't have a positive start then they will you know no doubt they'll leave very quickly and they'll be put off by property which will be a massive shame so i think it's really ensuring um they they you know they have a, a positive experience and, and a great training program uh, and that's not and not just at the start it's ongoing training throughout you know their, their whole career i think you know what, what i've always quite liked at devil smith is that you know that we we have training internally at all, at all you know all throughout the year and at every level you know even even our chief executive so um i i think all businesses should be looking at that strategy too um i think so you you asked a question about um you know my approach to the staff so i you know i have i have said yes we need to look at you know customer focused backgrounds like airlines hospitality retail now you know there are some roles that can't be done by those people you know, that are, are technical we will have you know some specialist maintenance roles where you need certain qualifications or like a surveyor type position where you you might need to be emirates qualified I, you know I, i'm not suggesting that this you know approach to customer service is for every role in the business but i, I but i think it it, it 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 suits certain roles so i think when looking at the strategy it's, it's sitting down with clients and recognizing where we think this model could fit in, and 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 from our opinion, it's really the front of house concierge team, even the, the lettings, the people who show you around the property, are, are great for this, and and even the general manager. Um, but I think, yeah, it, I'm not suggesting I'm going to just you know have no one in there who, who you know has that technical experience. It's and Nick, it's what's been great listening to you talk about just how important customer experience is, and and the impact that that has on a success of a scheme. Yeah. Um, and and, and just on that about there being a standard in if Adam mentioned to you in you know, previous conversations but underpinning us as a business and the research that we did was to look at the operational impact of of property and particular rental property and what we did a, a piece for a client on a hundred of their properties and the the management the responsiveness to maintenance and the staff the management staff were shown to have one of the highest impacts against quality of life and in this yeah. case, it was having a negative impact on their quality of life, on their experience in those properties. Yeah. And we really recognise the importance of that, but we don't necessarily, I haven't until this point and listening to you talk, just understand just how important that is to think and ask the questions. And we always say this, when a lot of our guests come on and, and give us the insights to their industry. It is, it's, it's a flag and it's a question. And is this being looked at? Is this being considered? Does your, does your budget consider this? And that's where we come from as a cost manager. And we do look at operational budgets occasionally yeah. in, in the scheme. So it's it's really interesting to, to see that, which probably brings us on to perhaps the wrap up question. Um, we've, we've spoken a lot about your thoughts, but, but what are your, I suppose, forecasts for the future of the build to rent industry and customer service and, 
and really as a sector that is just massively growing what what do you see will so, evolve into that it's an interesting point so over the last you know the, the last five years i've visited many build to rent schemes across the uk um and you know for the most part these buildings have been I don't know, high-rise blocks in city centres, um, you know, mostly target you know professionals, young families, city workers, which is great, and you know, fan- they're, they're fantastic schemes. But I, I do believe though, if you really want to truly expand the appeal of the sector to to you know far more renters in the UK, I really think the built rent sector needs to build schemes that cater to a far far wider demographic. So you know what do I mean by that? I'm talking you know low-rise accommodation, single-family homes in a you know a, a, a collection or a village of properties uh, built on you know outskirts of cities, uh, you know which have far more green space. You know then you can target you know like larger families. The reality is you know you, you might have a family you know and they're, they're in their late 30s and they've got three children and two dogs, but they're but you know that they they're not on the job ladder and they, they need to rent. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to live in a in a built-to-rent high-rise 20th floor flat. In, in you know in the centre centre of London, it's just not going to work. So I think you know, if we we look at bringing in different accommodation which would cater for all types of people, I think that you know really will mean built to rent will you know, it, it will appeal to far more people. And there's, there's been some great examples of um, some schemes that have already done this. So M and G they have a, a a village called the Green, which is Kilwood Vale um, in West Sussex. Um, Granger they have um, a development called Wellesley, uh, which is uh, in Aldershot, and you know both uh, low-rise single-family homes. And I think I, I haven't mentioned. So we're 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 we've also got offices in New York and Houston, and we specifically only target the U.S. version of the built-to-rent sector, U.S. multifamily. Um, obviously, a far far more mature market over there. And the reason the and it's, it's funny, it's it's still it's still growing. And, and the reason why the U.S. have been so, so successful is they have already acknowledged this that not all renters are the same and people have different needs um, and there is a huge amount of choice of, of stock available um you know that i i've had, i've looked online at some of these villages and they i mean they they have so much to choose from i mean we talk about the importance of amenities here amenities over there is uh it, it, it is ne- is next level i think dog grooming is expected uh, <laughs> they have yeah, I mean, I mean, it's endless what the people want, but um, you know, that, that's America for you. <laughs> Absolutely, I suppose we, and that's an important r- reminder is just how um, diverse the, the sector is and will become um, to cater for those different brackets. We are probably all guilty of thinking of BTR as high rise um, and not those sort of multi-family living um, areas. And I do know, I think it was um, Apache Capital would we're looking at a scheme or have a scheme in I think it's in Suffolk or, or that way um, that was purely designed for well-being um, of residents and it was low rise um, lots of open park space and, and, and green land and I think that's yeah it, it's an interesting move isn't it towards experience it is all experience um, and you get more versus um, buying I suppose in oh, that, it's that quite just to add to that, it's quite exciting that that's although it's relatively new industry and relatively new market, there's so much growth potential for it, um, and a lot of that is driven by that growth is driven by what the consumer is actually going to get from it, um, yeah. and that's great. That if if dog grooming is just a consumer expectation, that's just a standard normal service in America. Like who knows what that will become in the UK in five, ten, fifteen years time for the end users, uh, which is which is really exciting. Yeah, 
and, and I, I completely agree. Um, I, I think, and I, I, I see this get mentioned a lot, but I think another important thing from the built to rent sector to understand is that the consumer, what their needs and wants will, will, will change. Um, and, you know, a type of amenity in a building might be attractive at one point, but another time, you know, people won't need it. You know, I think gyms are fantastic, but some of them sadly aren't used. It's, you know, can we create amenity space that if we needed to, we can we, we, we can change the amenity into something else quite easily. So it's it, it's future proofing those buildings. I think another thing, for example, um, you know, a car park, I think you know, I, I don't I, I'd like to think probably 2030, but a lot more will have a lot more electric cars. So, you know, will we have car parks that will have the facilities to you know have the, 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 the chargers that allow the electric cars to run? So I think it's um, I, I think it's constantly looking at consumer behaviour and making sure that we adapt and change, you know, allow the schemes to change to fit their needs. Well wrapped up. Well wrapped up. So Nick, uh, where can people find and follow you? I know you've obviously got the the podcast called A New Lease of Life. Um, so I'd encourage everyone to subscribe to that and follow that. Really, really interesting stuff. But where else can people uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, so um, well, I'll, I'll leave my details after this, but um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll have uh, um, I'll, ha- I'll have my number on email. You can contact on that too. Um, it would be great for you got, for people to join the newly supplied podcast. It's specifically where I interview kind of experts in the in the build to rent sector, but also other alternative asset classes. So you know, we we, we do a lot in the purpose built student accommodation world, serviced offices. Uh, and, and you know, th- these sectors are exactly the same as built to rent. It, it, it's all that customer service piece. You know, flexible offices, uh, co-working. I think another sector is retirement living. We're going to look at. So um, please do listen to that podcast. What, what we're going to have, we've got some great guests uh, lined up, um, and um, and and also visit our website. We have a, a page called DS, and we're constantly putting lots of content out. So we recently, you know, I, I did a, a a big report on the viability of the built rent sector in a kind of in a, in a post-pandemic world. Um, and we're, we're engaged in lots of other ways, video. So please do visit the, the website as well. And um, you know, if you want have any questions, uh, please do get in touch with me anytime. Um, either myself or one of the team will definitely be able to help. Can can we add another layer to this? Actually, so what? Because there, there may potentially be people out there who listen to this who may have become redundant, or they may know someone that's become redundant, or their jobs at risk who may actually be amazing at customer service that's outside the industry and they want they go oh my god I've listened to this I'd be amazing and I'd love to do that yeah is there anyone that they can contact within your company that for potential job interviews and things like that exactly what well, don't come straight to myself um, and we've got a team below me I've got a chap called uh, Joe O'Brien who looks after all the kind of operational on-site positions um, and, he, and he's fantastic so uh, myself or Joe O'Brien or Joe O'Brien um, we'd happy to talk it through, and I think you know you might these people might have never even thought of a career in property, and it is a bit you know it, it, it can kind of slightly scary to you know when you've worked in, in, in you know in, in retail for 20 years, it is scary the prospect of looking at something completely different. So I think we're you know our job is to you know tell you a bit about what it is, tell tell everything you need to know, answer your questions, try and make it a little less scary. Um, and you know, help 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 you. I mean, it's it's been one one thing I've really loved is 
bringing people off sector into property. I mean, I, you know, I was, we, we placed a guy who was a hotel manager. Now he's a general um, general manager of a big build to rent scheme. And you know, he, he was, you know, I think he'd been in hospitality 30 years. And he sort of said to me, you know, I never thought there was another career outside of this. I guess I thought I was going to be doing this till I retired. And, uh, you know, seeing that happen has been fantastic. And, uh, and the business, uh, the business, um, I think he's great. He's been a great addition to the team. So you know, any anyone who has sadly you know if you've been affected by the pandemic or you just work in you know any you in hospitality or or something like that and you want to you know explore something different give me a call and i'm happy to, to talk you through everything amazing well summed up excellent well nick thank you so much for your time that was uh that was awesome it's been good thank you nick thank you very much guys i'll see you soon Thanks for listening to the Built for Life podcast. If you learned something new today or found value from hearing from a different property perspective, please comment on what you found useful as it helps us understand what you like and what you want to hear more of. And also please subscribe if you want more and most importantly, please share this video to the people in your network you believe will get the most value from the information as you are personally helping spread information and education across the industry. As they say, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change your world. And by you watching and sharing this, you are now part of that group. And just to finish, if you would like unlimited free access to the world's best research and resources related to health, well-being and the built environment, you can subscribe to the Life Proven Library where academic research, reports and case studies are regularly added. They're then reviewed in detail and the key findings are extracted into easy to use dot points and also a brief summary video. So you don't even need to read the reports. All the heavy lifting has been done for you as you can just watch the summary. So just head to www.lifeproven.co.uk and click on the button library at the top of the page. And as always, if you have a project, an investment opportunity, or you are interested in a collaboration and would like to discuss directly, you can contact us at adam at lifeproven.co.uk.